Lock us in. Load us in. Pop in that A-track. Spin the tape. Here we go. Hey now, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new, not-so-special edition of the Star Wars Time Show. It's Matt. It's Nick. Pete's taking a dump. Ellie's beating up other cats. You don't know who else is going to join us. Maybe some of my special friends that only I can see. That's right. We're back for another report on the Star Wars universe. It was kind of a light week. We're recording early. We're going Thursday instead of Friday. So I do not have my rocket fuel in me. So that's probably why I don't sound like I'm slurring and I don't sound like I'm an idiot. But anyways, uh, if something major does drop tomorrow, I may take it upon myself to fire up a a solo to cover it. But for now, Nick and I are going to cover all things that we have dug up from that galaxy from far, far away this week in the flagship Star Wars Time Show. All right, dude. So as we were talking before we went live, we've been talking about fandom for a while now to to kick off the the last few episodes of star wars time show after we made the jump from eb so we've essentially just made it a dedicated opening to star wars time show proper you know we've got a resistance recap we're talking about uh, some special star wars time show topics but we always have our flagship the mothership the show that started it all the star wars time show uh, but we're, we're going to go ahead and just add a new segment to it at the beginnings, and we're just going to call it fandom. And fandom can include anything from fan art to new things to collect, uh, just things that fans would care about that may, that aren't like newsy-related speculations on movies. Obviously, that'll be our the, the main part of our, of our major cast. But we, we do want to touch on the fandom uh, because... That's one of our favorite aspects of being Star Wars fans is is the collecting, immersing ourselves in Star Wars culture with other people, be it through uh, books, toy photography, uh, collecting toys to shoot, you name it. So, Nick, let's go ahead and get into the first of our two fandom stories for this week's Star Wars Time Show. Yeah, so this is one that you you dug up. You're in the toy community, and you're a pretty big... I'll, I'll say this, because I'm a fan of your work, and I think there are a ton of other people who are fans of your work. You're a pretty big part of that community. And, you know, so you can find these little nuggets. He's I'm, really I'm a cool. minnow, but I know the right people. You do. You know, you got the connections, the contacts. You, Dude, you, you post stuff for a really, really cool, successful magazine. So, like, come on. Don't, don't knock yourself down. But uh, this new piece that you found here is actually pretty sweet. It's another Star Wars Black Series piece, and it's a diorama of the Smuggler's Retreat. And if you if you look at them, there's a bunch of different hideouts here. So you have, you know, the it looks like the hideout that was on uh, the Mos Eisley Cantina. So like if it's like an interior shot, you can kind of see a little a oh, little yeah. table, a Dude, little this sofa, and stuff like that, and then. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of there's there's what three of them total, right? Or two? The, the, he has he's offering two models. So so what okay. this is this is not an official Hasbro product. Something that I've been exposed to through the toy community, toy photography community, whatever you want to call it, is the the custom wing of toy fandom and collecting. And, and what that is that that's people. I mean, dude, they'll make their own custom figures. 
they'll kit bash, uh, basically take different figures from different lines and create figures from that. Uh, people will sculpt their own their own head sculpts to sell. And, and now a, a big thing that's kind of popping up in the toy photography, toy displaying arena are custom dioramas. And, and that's what this is. This comes, the Smuggler's Retreat diorama was just recently announced, as Nick said, on IG from the talented folks behind the Dagobah Customs account. Uh, and this bad boy, it comes in two models. It's meant to work with one twelve scale figure, so that is the Star Wars Black Series. Uh, but as Nick said, what Dagobah Customs is aiming for with this playset, if you will, is it's crafted in a way that allows you, especially for toy photography, you just want to display your Star Wars toys in something fucking cool. You know, right? Instead of just lining them up on a shelf or even going to Ikea and putting them in a nice glass shelf. This is how you can line them up with some style, Nick. So what the Smuggler's Retreat allows you to do, you can recreate scenes from A New Hope from inside the cantina. I mean, they even have the little cubby hole where Han blasted Greedo. If you exactly, go for the deluxe yeah. version, you get the arch doorway. And then, as Nick said, you have the whole exterior. You can just turn around and make it look like you're in most Eisley. So as a toy photographer, when I saw this, Nick, I was like, holy shit. I've seen these... I've wanted one. I don't. I'm not good enough to make these. Uh, I probably could if I read directions. I don't have the time to deal with it. Plus, I mean, this guy, he's got some dude 3D printing custom parts for it. There's going to be lights in it. Uh, so, if you are in the toy photography community, if you do like collecting 112 scale figures, in particular Star Wars Black Series, you got to check out Dagobah Customs on IG. So it's Dagobah underscore customs or you could just go to starwarstime.net and look for the posts in our fandom section uh yep. but these things there's a deluxe model and a standard uh nick's probably gonna vomit at the prices but i think it's worth it considering the the, the just the artistic feel and, and the the dedication this guy puts into his custom dios 400 and 300 respectively <gasps> and yes i have committed to the deluxe Look, man, I've already you, sent my $100 deposit, <laughs> and I'm already just sitting here going like, oh, I can do this shot now, that shot now, ooh, I can finally, you know, get the bounty hunters and get them on the, on the, on the backside, that looked great, so, it just an awesome item, Nick, and again, just, I love this community, I mean, I love the creativity that we see in the shots, the imagination, but I also love just how people like Dagobah Customs and other people on there, like Old Boy Cuts, they, they just start creating their own stuff to enhance the hobby even further the, here's one of the coolest things that's in this post and obviously like every podcast we post i'll have the the links in there to the stories that we're talking about there's a an instagram post from dagobah customs and it's a black and white almost noir looking photo and it's of the interior of the cubby that matt was talking about with a Han Solo figure put in there with his leg kicked up on the table, yeah. and it looks so fucking cool. Like, just that shit. Like, I was scrolling through the post, and I was looking through everything, and I got to this, and I just froze on it because this thing looks incredible. Like, it's such a cool representation of Han. And like you said, it's the perfect setting for these 112 scale figures. And, like, I can just imagine having Greedo sitting across from him and then, like, if you can, you know, you position his hand to be right by his blaster. Like, that shit is just so cool. And it gives you an, like, there's nothing like this out there. 
to no to absolutely really, not. Like, I mean, put these are tail. not official. Uh, this is all done by fans. I mean, that's why it's called Smuggler's Retreat and not literally most Isley Cantina. Uh, but, I mean, outside of photography, Nick, let's say you did collect toys. Would you not want to have that thing just to, like, stage some of your A New Hope figures? Dude, of course I would. I mean, and look, th- this costs $300, $400, like you said, but I it's really think art. That, I mean, it, he's building yeah. essentially art. Yeah, but I, even if I had a kid, like, if I was rich and I had a kid, I'd buy this for them, and I would let them play. Like, hey, look, you can play in the the most Eisley Cantina with your Han and and Chewie figures, or with your Greedo, and you know anything like that. Like, it, it gives everybody the opportunity to stage, to play in, to uh, you know photograph. Like, it's it's here. I'm so gonna shoot you a link. This guy to me, I mean, Dagobah Customs awesome i believe his name's dakota i mean he's killing it i'd say he's relatively new on the scene this to me the guy i'm linking to you in slack right now nick bud futu this is my brother from another mother because his name's haywood yeah i see okay this guy to me is the king i mean it's almost like he came straight out of early like 1970s ilm like model making like look at that stuff yeah, dude, and this that, is incredible. Dude, that's just his display. Like, that's just his display. I mean, you don't have to do it while we're talking, but scroll through his feed. Every picture you see is taken within one of his custom real-life dioramas. Those fucking Banthas are real. He made those. That shot with the Tuscan Raiders that looks like it's just from A New Hope, all created by him. I mean, it's, it's insane. He's created the Sarlacc Pit, Hoth. Um, uh, the, the, the Wampa cavern, it, it's insane. So yeah, I like, I would love to have Look a conversation Yoda's with Hobble this guy. Dagobah. I mean, come on, but, and but he's got like ghost, half ghost Obi there. Oh, yeah. Like, like, yeah, I mean, stuff like this is some of the most impressive collections, the, the most impressive, you know, photo photography sessions I've ever seen. I mean, like, this is just truly, truly Here's beautiful his, stuff. this is ju- that was his like regular count this is just where he shows all of his custom work and yeah. he's look look at that jabba's palace entrance dude what the i mean fuck? This, is, this is yeah dude this is incredible stuff look and at, i mean look also at the stuff down like the interior of the millennium falcon look at the look at the control board yeah and this is all custom made stuff yes and, i mean and he is, now it was recently i'd say within the last six months he he now takes uh, commissions. Um, so if you're someone that's into this stuff or you just want to display your, your Star Wars toys in the most radical way possible, check out Bud Futu, B-U-D-F-U-T-U on Instagram. Yeah. And, dude, one of the coolest shots, I mean, if it, I know that we have people listening who liked Rogue One. Like, the fourth shot on his feed is of the tank in Rogue One with a trooper in it. I mean, and the way it's staged, the the lighting effects that he uses, the filter, like it looks fantastic. Like this, yeah, this is some legit craftsmanship here. Yeah, this so is th- not... there's a good chance down the line if I like uh, the diorama I'm getting from Dagobah Customs, good chance I'll be hitting up Bud Futu or Blue Harvest Studios here for a commission. Yeah, uh, so it's just—I mean—the the work that these these people do—it's—it's it's just nuts. I mean, you you should see a sarlacc pit. I mean, he fucking put individual teeth in it. Yeah, yeah. he's recreated so, the, the fucking <laughs> trash compactor. 
Yeah. With all the fucking shit, it's like the same fucking shit. He somehow recreated all the trash. It's just the the craftsmanship, the attention to detail. Fuck. Anyway, he should be. Right. <laughs> but like you know, closing out the 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 toy segment here. If you guys want to spice up your Instagram feed, get away from the butt models and everything else. Go follow some of these toy accounts. Bud Futu, like Matt just mentioned. Haywood Pop is Matt's. Um, that's your photography account. I mean, there's others. There's One Six Shooter out there who we oh, yeah. featured on shooter, Star Wars. Work more or less. BLK, BLKRS Black Series. Yeah. Switch Picks. Uh, just check out the at Exclude Collective account on IG. Most of us work with them, and, and you can see some of our stuff there. But as Nick said, just just check out a toy photography hashtag on IG one day. Yeah. Scroll through it for a few minutes and see, see what you get. follow us. Follow Star yeah. Wars Time I mean, Show yeah, just on follow Instagram. Star we Wars Time Show on of... IG because I, I try to select at least two prime Star Wars toy shots a day to share on our account. And if you are someone that listens and you do, you do your own toy photography, tag us, Star Wars Time Show. And uh, I'll go and look through it and definitely try to feature some shots. All right, yeah. so uh, we have another little item in our in our fandom segment here, and this also comes via uh, a toy photographer and a very talented Photoshopper who goes by the name of Cam VFX on Instagram, C A M V E E F X. Uh, but what Cam V's been doing recently, Nick, uh, and I believe I've shared some of his other stuff at least on our IG account, is is he's been coming up with. Uh, Episode 9 posters, he's been remaking the previous eight Skywalker film posters to look like the uh, the original Star Wars poster where, you know, Luke's kind of stylized, his chest hanging out, he's got the lightsaber up, and Leia's all sexy laying down next to him. I forget the damn artist, but I know Nick knows what I'm talking about. Ra- Ralph McQuarrie. There you go. No, I don't think he did the no. poster. Either way, it's one of the more famous-looking original yeah, Star Wars poster. Everybody knows the poster. But I mean he he's applied that to The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. I mean, they they look awesome. Just pull up his count. But anyways, he took a stab at just creating a poster for Star Wars Episode 9. Uh, I would think I don't know how old he is or maybe it's a she who knows. Either way, they're awesome. But it, it, have you ever seen the poster for Return of the Jedi, Nick, where it's just Luke holding up a lightsaber it's just the lightsaber in frame let me see if i I, look it up it's vaguely familiar so he's he's wearing his he's wearing his black suit let me yeah he's not wearing anything it's literally you just see his hands here it is right here okay never mind i'm thinking about a different one then let's so anyways this is where i'm assuming cam may have took his vision from yeah okay yes 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 I've seen that one before. But anyways, this dude has created, in in my opinion, the poster that Lucasfilm should use. Yeah. Uh, It it features, I I believe that's Rey, right? I mean, the the fingers look kind of girly, even though she's wearing a glove on one hand. I'm not sure what that's supposed to imply. I think that based off of his hashtag, though, if you look at it, I think that he's trying to show both characters. So, oh, Kylo he, and Ray. Yeah, because no, he's you got, got the, it, you got it. Yeah, he's got the Ben Demption hashtag in there. Okay, well that makes it even better. Yeah. 
So, so as 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 we're explaining here again, it, it's 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 the Ray lightsaber. We can no longer call it the Skywalker family blade. Pablo Hidalgo cleared that up. So start getting angry, crazy Star Wars fans. It's Ray's lightsaber. But anyways, I, I think he kind of he, he obviously took some liberties with it because the last time we saw this lightsaber, it was split in two. Um, but it looks like he's kind of saying that you know Ray is might maybe left like a window where the Kyber goes. And that it's it's almost as unstable as Kylo's blade, yeah. Uh, and that was before I, I realized that Kylo was in it. And I was kind of thinking, you know, that would be kind of cool to show that, you know, the, I, the reason we are given that Kylo's blade's all fucked up is because there was really no one that nothing or no one to teach him how to make a proper lightsaber, right? And, and that's why it needed the exhaust vents, and that's why it's all jagged and unstable looking. Am I correct, or am I making shit up? Yeah, so it was definitely that he was working off of ancient, like di- like a right. diagram, and he the crystal that he used was also um, there was something wrong with. I think it was like a broken crystal or like a pieces of a crystal, and it wasn't a fully formed. Well, also um, if we go back to the new canon based on the Vader comics, there are no red crystals; they bleed. Yeah, they bleed. So that crystal was probably a different color before that. But there was some sort of deformity with it, which caused this reaction along with the, like the, sh- I guess you would say shoddy craftsmanship. I don't know what else to say. I have a model, like I have a full scale. Um, it's bootleg you know, as fuck. I mean, it looks like he never finished it. It's like he never put the cover on it. I mean, yeah, you're essentially there's like looking wires. at a raw lightsaber hilt. Yeah, there's wires that are running on the outside of the hilt. Like you said, the exhaust blades themselves are are due to the fact that the that the energy is not distributed properly through the blade so it needs to shoot out the sides like that but it does like this would have like a similar reaction since we are assuming that you know in this photo it shows ray's lightsaber and it's essentially using the same crystal that was split in half so it's having that that virulent reaction at the top and honestly if this was real, I'd fucking love to see a, a fiery blue lightsaber like that. I oh, mean, that God, once and for yeah. all would make it hers. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing that we really like that I wanted to see is, you know, if she does reforge the the blade, then I want to see some sort of, you know, unique qualities to it now. I want to see something that makes it distinctly hers. Like, is she even going to be able to use that crystal anymore? We don't know. We definitely saw that it was severed because you could see it on both sides of the hilt when it was picked up. So does she go out and get a different color crystal? Like, is it a, is it a, you know, a green crystal? Is it a, you know, yellow, something like that. But I want to see That would really send the loonies into a tailspin. They would. They would go nuts. Imagine if I it's mean, could pink. you? Oh, oh, that's what I was just gonna <laughs> say. I mean, might as well just delete all of Star Wars fandom for the rest of time if that happens. Exactly. They would lose their shit. But uh, I would SJW love it. Disney fucking pink lightsabers. Oh, they ruined it all. Yeah, it would. They would. There would be people getting up in the theater and leaving in the middle of it as soon as that lightsaber is ignited. And, and it, I would it love it. It would be eventually become a segment on Sean Hannity. Oh my God! <laughs> probably makes yeah. pink lightsabers. Those damn uh, Democrats. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. So, but, anyways, this thing's fucking awesome. I hope it's real. I hope Lucasfilm and Disney hire Cam VFX so it can be real. Uh, but if his vision 
becomes reality, I feel like they owe money. Yeah, yeah. Or he I, almost like, has the level of the force that we do to where we can kind of will stuff to happen. Yeah. Even though we've never done it, but we like to think we do. I don't know. I think we, I think some of the ideas that we put out there in the force, totally. they, they, you know, you're right. I was just trying up. to be modest. They you're right. them up. I mean, pretty much we've done anything good in star Wars is because of us. Yeah. You can, you can thank us. You can thank us with some follows and some reviews, but, but, but check, uh, check this stuff out. Check cam VFX out on IG. You can find them through star Wars time.net. Or as Nick said, once the uh, cast goes live, which you'll be listening to this, so as you're listening to it, go ahead and just punch in StarWarsTime.net and look for, you could probably search CamVFX and it'll probably come up. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. But I want this, I wish it was a, what, what's the big movie poster size, like a 40 by 24 or something like that? Yeah, yeah full size, I don't know what it is, but give me a fucking full size of this and I will hang it somewhere in my house. Because it's, it's badass. But I mean, his account, her account, whatever their account is still well worth checking out because there, there's a lot of other great stuff on there. Uh, definitely a master with Photoshop. Yeah, for sure. So the next piece, Matt, is more delving into the comic side of the Star Wars fandom. And you dug this up. And it's actually a pretty cool concept. It is, a, it's a series of comics that's going to be uh, giving context to the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge addition onto Disney Parks. So that's that's a pretty pretty cool little concept they got going Disney on there. excels at tying all their retail ventures together somehow. I mean they they yeah. they've literally created a comic series to make money off of a park that they're going to make tons of money off of. Yeah, it's the perfect way but for I, us I again crazy Star Wars as, fans as you to... were setting up as lore masters I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, if if you want to create this 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 outpost place there probably should be a little bit of history to it yeah exactly like we we want to know about i mean the the place in the park is called the black spire outpost so you know we're gonna learn a little bit about that place we're gonna get to meet doc ondar which is a an ethorian and if you guys have listened to this cast before or if you you know, dig into your Star Wars races, then you know that an Ithorian is the flat-faced hammerhead kind of looking. Yeah. So, you know, we get to meet this guy who is an antiquities dealer on the outpost. And you know what would be even more next level is if you go there and there is just a dude who's always dressed as an Ithorian at, oh, you at know, the park. I mean, there's either going to be a dude or a full-on animatronic, animatronic puppet that looks yeah. like a real Doc Ondar. Yeah, it's I like. I like, kind of like the name too, Doc, Doc Ondar. Yeah, it's solid. It's good it stuff. Like, look at his little deal. It's almost like he's a guardian from Destiny. He's got a little ghost with him. It does. Yeah, I was gonna say like right? that almost does look like a ghost. Yeah, it's floating right next to him and stuff. I mean, it's there's maybe so it's much Cade cool Six stuff. in disguise. Yeah, maybe it is Cade Six. R.I.P. Nathan Fillion, and then eventually Nolan North. But you know. The, the guy, this character, he just looks so cool. He's got, like, a gray beard. I don't know if I've ever seen an Ithorian with a beard, first off. He's got, like, a gray, straggly beard at the end of his head and, like, cool-looking cane. But anyway, like, the stories that we're going to learn about here kind of span the entire galaxy, right, Matt? The entire timeline of the of the Star Wars universe. Well, it sounds... It sound, I, I, I read it as it was going to be more first order time period 
Okay. Oh yeah, and then it says there there features some some stories about Han and Chewie many years ago. With one feature, yeah, okay. But still Yeah, so with- I, I believe the comics are gonna be set in the post original trilogy timeline, but it sounds like through flashbacks or him recounting a tale we're going to get that Han and Chewie story or maybe some other historical stuff. But I, I mean, I, I hope everyone realizes that the, the, these theme parks are being built for the Disney Star Wars stuff, right? Yeah. Like they're not <laughs> recreating places from A New Hope and the prequels. It's, it's the, you know, some of you, I know you got a problem with Disney Star Wars. I just want to let you know. Yeah. Like one of the primary rides that's going to release or open with the parks is called Rise of the Resistance, and that's what you go through. You go through, right. you know, a, a First Order, you know, storyline. You're you're in with the Resistance. You're infiltrating was the First Order. Is that you that sent me that article? But, like, that ride takes, like, 28 minutes. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like a, I don't want to say it's like a movie, but if you've ever, at least to what I can pull from it, if you've ever ridden the Ellen DeGeneres Universe of Energy ride, at Walt Disney World in Florida, it's probably <laughs> very similar to that. What the fuck is that? So, <laughs> what it essentially does is it starts off. And what off, type of drugs do they give you to get on it, dude? That sh- that little ride is actually pretty cool. So okay. anyway, like it's it's like half movie and then half like uh, track ride. So you you're watching this this big ass movie screen at first, and it's her and Bill Nye are the two stars of it. And then you get in these, you sit down in these like movie theater style of seating, and the, and then it takes you through this on track ride where you get to see dinosaurs and all this different shit. Like it essentially takes you back in time to the era of the dinosaurs to learn about fossil fuels for some reason. <laughs> like huh. it's 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 pretty interesting right, yeah. and like. Yeah, but it seems like this ride is going to be similar to that. Twenty with a twenty-eight minute long ride time, it's definitely going to be one of the slow-moving, on-track kind of, you know, theater type of experiences. You, yeah. you do know I've never been to Disney, right? Ever. I just can't like thirty-eight f- years old, never been. Parents, I've been. Well, I, would I used say to my, go. It was my dad boycotted it, but <laughs> I used to go to Disney every year. I used to go to Disney for like five or six years. From when I was 10 to 16, we went every year, and then we switched it to every two years. And I will be going to Disney this year in December to go see Galaxy's Edge shortly after it opens. So I'm excited to be there. Are you Are you going to do it up, or are you just going to stroll through and go home? No, dude. I'm 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 hitting everything that I can and start like I'm gonna live in Galaxy's oh, yeah. Edge. No, I I want to stay in the hotel that looks like a you know a Star Destroyer or whatever it is and. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm we, planning. It's probably gonna be about ten thousand dollar trip for family. I think that that particular hotel is already, or, or I don't know if they started booking it yet, or it was already. Oh, it's probably booked. booked for two or three years. Yeah, it's probably already booked. Um, but I like, so I'm probably not gonna be staying there. But I'm staying on Disney grounds, and I have like the unlimited pass where I can go to the parks as much as I want. Like I, it's not like, Oh, I only get to go here one day. Like I can go back whenever I want to. So, and there's just so much content. Like I told you this a while ago, Matt, when they first announced that galaxy's edge was being built, like this is the new Mecca. This is the new yearly, you know, you, you would think so. 
yeah, this is this is where all Star Wars fans have to go. If you can't go often, then it is it's that one time thing that you have to do. Whether it be in Disney World in Florida or Disneyland. Shit, man, I still want to just check out like Star Tours. Oh man, Star Tours, dude! Like you, <laughs> you've already missed the the days, years of, of it. Star I know. Tours. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, dude, I I literally have not been to Disney. I've never seen the castle in person. Nothing. We may go in in March. Yeah. Uh, just because my my sister's down there and whatever, and we'll just kind of roll Charlie through and see how she does. But never been there. Uh, I, oh, I can't ever say I really had a dying passion or desire to go. I do now. I can tell you that. And, well, and here's once the edges open, I mean, as Nick said, it could be a every couple type of year pilgrimage. Yeah, yeah. And and here's the thing now, like now that Disney owns Star Wars, they've gone all in in terms of the building of Galaxy's Edge. But even before that, like the shows that they put on that were dedicated to Star Wars in Walt Disney World in the in the um, Hollywood Studios Park, they they had full shows in the middle of the day where First Order troopers are, are marching down the street. They have giant firework shows dedicated to Star Wars. I mean, the I, I sent you pictures when I was there last time of, like, the shops, like the, the exclusive stuff that are in the shops oh, yeah. in Disney. Like, oh, they, they still they do all that. Away. I mean, that, that's that's why I'm entertaining going down in March, just to, just to check, like, that low-level shit out. Yeah, and just for, I mean, for Charlie, like, she's a massive fan of Star Wars already, she'll notice the characters walking around. Like, there's people dressed up as Darth Vader. There's people dressed up as Luke and yeah, Boba better Fett. better not be old Luke, or she's going to be pissed as fuck. Yeah, she, it, it, they'll definitely have some young she, Luke she, in old there. Old Luke still does not jive with her. We, we've, I think we've watched TLJ two or three times now. Definitely not her favorite. <laughs> it, it is, it's a long-ass movie. I mean, it's, it's it is. damn That's... near two hours, 45 minutes. Yeah, that is a long uh, watch for somebody her see, age. She's not, not feeling old Luke. But here's the thing, too, like they have even obscure characters like they have Aura Singh walking around in like somebody dressed up as Aura Singh. She nailed that. She actually just got someone gave her the Star Wars visual encyclopedia that lists picture of the character, detailed bio, and her and mom read that every night. Oh, dude, then that would be like a dream for her. Like she would love it. And you add on top of that that they bring in these Star Wars actors and actresses to to sit down and have conversations with them like they close off a particular area of the park and they gather people up and they essentially interview these people like i saw one with billy d williams this was probably seven years ago or so they had i can't wait to see that motherfucker in nine i know it's gonna be so good i I think i'm almost more excited to see billy d than how they use leia yeah carrie i I mean because care, I mean, like we kind of have an idea of how they have to use her in yeah, some way. Be wearing least. a good old resistance mechanic outfit the entire yeah. time. Exactly. So we got an idea. Like we have no fucking idea what what's going to be going down with Billy. Like this Except is completely the motherfuckers new. on those hammer strength machines throwing up some poundage. Yeah, he's getting swole, people. Like Billy, 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 Colt forty five. He may hand fight, hand to hand fight Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> if anything i hope he does his his two finger salute like gotcha like that like that hey, oh yeah you know what we're you, talking about you got it 
Oh, man. That's, All right, I'm so anyways, things. if you want to get prepped for Star Wars Galaxy of Edge, like really prepped, like you want to know about some of the characters, structures, and little lands you'll be walking through, uh, stay tuned for the Star Wars Galaxy of Edge comic book miniseries, which is going to kick off in April, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it is a, it's a Marvel run, right? So you can get it, it with is. all the other... Yep, if you have your subscription to Marvel Comics, like you're going to get it for free, like I should have, but I'm an asshole and I don't have it. I, um, I'm working on bringing on a, a Star Wars comics guy. Yeah. I'm working on it. He, um, You might have heard his name before. It's Kung Fu Treachery. He is my personal Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes Sherpa. He's my <laughs> guru. He's he's brought me along and has, has taught me all the ropes about that. I mean, honestly, he knows so much about that game. I was like, dude, how the fuck are you not internet famous from this game and, and like all the knowledge you have? It just he doesn't get into it. I mean, he he spends, you know, I we have our hobby time, right, Nick? We do our podcasts. Yeah. I, I spend time running websites, toy pictures. His hobby is is playing that game and learning every single nuance. He's got to make. He's got to jump into YouTube videos. That's what. Then. That's what I that's like. That's his. I mean, like, I, I, I know the 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 swoga, 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 swoga. I know the swoga YouTube people. I mean, they're they're really not that impressive, but it's because they take the time to learn the nuances of the meta, and when new stuff comes out, they get that all covered. And really, these days, they're hooked up. I mean, Capital Games essentially gives them money accounts. Yeah, where everything's they just give unlocked, them so they can make unlimited gems or whatever. They didn't even do that. They just give them essentially dev accounts. Like, here's all the shit unlocked, max whatever, so you can make videos and drum up interest. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, he he also is pretty hardcore in the comic runs, especially the new ones. He's on Django Fett now, so I'm trying to convince him to at least give us maybe uh, every other week uh, a piece a month kind of focused on comics and, and i'm even trying to maybe one day join us on the cast i don't know i don't know if he's doesn't like public speaking or if he just wants to play swago but <laughs> I, I think he'd be a good a good voice to have every once in a while because trust me he knows his shit he's got his opinions like we do uh, can't do it yet might have to throw him a dollar or two yeah we'll but see he, we'll he see is if the we swoga master and hopefully he'll be joining us as our comic book guru Nice, nice. All right, man, so moving on, uh, got a little, some Star Wars video game news, but unfortunately it has the words Battlefront in it. Um, we got, yeah. um, game got a little bit of an update today, right, Nick? Yeah, it did. It got an update considering or concerning one Sith Lord, Darth Tyrannus. And I'm glad that they ran with his Sith name because I don't think a lot of people know that. No, yeah, I mean, like it's barely ever said or mentioned within the movies. I think they said it. They said it twice. Like Darth Tyrannus was mentioned by um, Palp, right? It was mentioned by Palp, and it was mentioned by Django. He says in in episode two, he's like, "I was contacted by somebody named Tyrannus yeah, yeah, on the moons right. of Bokta. And yeah, that's such a well acted scene, by the way, in that Camino apartment between. Uh, um, Django, Obi Boba, and, and and old Ben, where he's like curious, yeah. and then he like says it again one line later, curious, yeah. like oh fuck, <laughs> oh man, like yeah, little Boba it, comes in, Daniel Logan comes in, he's like ah, literally just yeah. goes like ah, like just it's makes like, a weird face, 
Don Wee's here. Oh, I think fuck. that was his line. <laughs> but uh, so you yeah, always, you guys you always get me talking about these damn prequels. Well, this is kind of you know the first place where we <laughs> run into Count Dooku is in Episode Two. So we gotta yeah. go. We gotta go to prequel land for this one. But did if you, you guys like Count been, Dooku as a character? Because it's Christopher Lee. That's like, the only reason. Like you can't hate Christopher Lee. I know, dude's done. I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm thinking overall, especially how he's used in the movies. Especially, I mean, big surprise. Yeah, I mean, ultimately in the cartoons, he's awesome. Like he's to me way more of a bad, imposing force in the cartoons. Just like Anakin's better, Obi Wan's better. I mean, we, we've said this before. I mean, just scrap the movies and watch the Clone Wars. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's just another great actor misused, another character with a ton of potential just misused. And, and another random prequel tangent just came to my mind. Do you remember that George actually thought that he was being tricky by naming Palpatine Darth Sidious? And like, he would actually like be like, oh, yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't remember. No, there, <laughs> so there was literally like a movement, like, "Oh, who's Darth Sidious?" It's like, dude, I'm he like, looks and sounds exactly the fucking same. I mean, at the end of the Phantom Menace, he literally telegraphs it when when Mason Yoda like always two there are a master and an apprentice in the camera the entire time while they're saying that is fucking focused on Palpatine on Homeboy. <laughs> yeah. Like how? Do and you... then what? Oh, because he puts a fucking hood on, and all we can see is his nose. We're not supposed to figure out who that is. Yeah, I mean, come on, like, that's the most telegraph you... shit ever. Also, if you've seen the OT, it's kind of you know... all right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, if you've been playing Battlefront terrible too. too, Sidious, like it's just like, ooh, he's insidious. Heh, <laughs> I call him Sidious, and then I'll also call one Sifo-Dius. <laughs> What the <laughs> fuck, Nick? I mean, come on. All right, let's go. <laughs> anyway, as you can tell, Matt the is... Darth Tyrannus update went live in Battlefront 2 today, right, Nick? Yeah, so it's it's live now, and that means Count Dooku is playable. And but not Sifo-Dyas. Not Sifo-Dyas. Just Darth Tyrannus, which he's not a dinosaur. He is no, what just... the fuck's Dooku's first name? Oh, God, that's a good question. Internet machine, tell me. Yeah. Let's, hey, let's look it up. What's Count Dooku's first name? Count Dooku's first name. They say, turning from the life he once served as a Jedi, Dooku joined the dark side of the Force and became the. Can you hear this? Yep. There you go. Well, Google gave us some information about it, but he doesn't yeah, have the, a first he's name. The Count of Sereno. Sereno, yeah, but he doesn't have a first name. Is I, that I'm for real? Looking... Hold on. We we let's go. We gotta figure this out. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Dooku is listed as his only name, his only non-Sith name, on Star Wars Wiki. And if we click on, if we go to Count of Sereno. And look at that. Count of Sereno was a title held by Dooku of the House Dooku as Count of the Planet Sereno. Yeah. No, I mean, even on the official StarWars.com databank, he's motherfucking hit. So his first name is legitimately Count. Yeah. 
Surrender, oh which was the... <laughs> he didn't think any of this shit out, man. He, like you could at least backfill a first name. Like you could go into. He gave fucking Palpatine a first name, Sheev. Like we've a, talked a fantastic about fantastic first name. Yeah, solid first name. I don't think so, but whatever. Oh, you know. Well. Anyway, it it looks like another big wah wah for the prequel. Yeah, it looks like. George just didn't think he needed a first name. Count is enough. If he's a count, you don't need a first name because count is a badass title. Yeah. And then there you go. Tyrannus you are right about that. Duke. I would like to be a count. I know, right? It's way better than like Duke or something. Is like, a count more than bigger than a Duke? I have no idea. What's, I don't on, know. Where, all this where's British our England? Royalty where's shirt? our England fans? I know we're popular in Denmark. Don't they have a, a monarchy or something? Yeah, so if you if you know any type of lordship structure and you know whether a count is, is higher is count than greater a than duke. Yeah, let us know on our Twitter, Facebook, but Instagram. But they're all lords, right? If you're a duke, I think they're you're all nobility. Like yeah, they're all they're all nobility, not I love nobility. that humans were so dumb back then that if you were like wealthy and had power, you called yourself a lord. Yeah, you're like, like I our lord, you're essentially you know, calling yourself almost like godlike. Without even really having any direct power over people, you just had a lot of money, and you could somehow tell people what to do, and they yeah, just listen to the Lord. you. And just the, the, even better, the kings and queens would be like, "Yeah, you guys are dumb and uneducated. I'm a direct descendant of God. Actually, I am God." And yeah. people would be like, "All right, well, he lives in a fucking castle. Okay." One thing that we know is that he was the leader and the Lord of the Sith and of the Confederacy, Count Dooku. That is. Yeah. The separatists. So, yeah, the separatists. The, the confederacy, confederacy. confederacy of independent systems, CIS. Yep. Also. The CIS. There A you go. Technical school. <laughs> um, so if you've been playing Battlefront 2 and you've been looking forward to these new prequel DLC drops, not even really DLC, it's free. It's all yeah, free. Yeah, this is just a straight title up or kind of an update. Yeah, exactly. To the game. I mean, it, it added. It also added a lot of the content that came down with the Obi Wan Kenobi update. It, it now added that map, the the Genosis map, villains. to a lot of the other uh, game modes. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of stuff in this update: heroes versus villains on Geonosis. I, how many people you think play this still? I mean, what do you think its active player base is? I don't know because you think it's a million over a million. No, I don't think so. Really? Uh, I mean, I guess it could be. It's a cross-console title because, you know, if it was PC only or if it was only on Xbox or PlayStation, then it could be a little lower. But, I mean, it's got to have enough. They've been putting out content like this right. for this game like crazy. I mean, just recently we've written about the Obi-Wan Kenobi edition, the prequel Obi-Wan Kenobi, the edition of uh, General Grievous. Now we have Count Dooku here. There's a lot of these prequel characters coming in. And I have to say, if you go on StarWarsTime.net and you and you look at the the article for this, watch the video that's included, and it looks like one thing that this game has and will always have is stunning visuals. Oh, without like, doubt, it's dice. I just can't be bothered frostbite. with the multiplayer gameplay. I just I, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge. Fan I just of get it my either. fucking teeth kicked in nonstop. I'm yeah, if I, spawn like, die, spawn die, spawn die, spawn die. Yeah, it's it's so frustrating when you just like everybody else gets to play cool players because they go on a score streak. <laughs> yeah, and, and I can't even stay alive for bozo. ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck with fucking Rebel Soldier number three or yeah. Stormtrooper Scarif, number seven. Scarif Pathfinder. Yeah, 
But if you are good at the game and you, you're good enough to, to be able to get on a score streak, you can play Count Dooku in Battlefront 2 in Heroes vs. Villains or in the regular game modes. And I got to say, like, one, the character model looks exactly like Christopher Lee. Like, it's scary how much this face and this, this body model looks like Christopher Lee. It's insane. And then also you get to use his signature curved lightsaber and you get to see, you know, mess around with his lightning ability and stuff like that. So it's really cool to see this character, you know, who was played by a legendary actor in Hollywood. Like Christopher Lee can almost not be described or compared to anybody else in Hollywood just based off of the oh, amount dude. of shit that right. he's done. I mean, he, he's done like hundreds and hundreds of movies and, and some major ro- like roles that yeah. will never die. I mean, he's also Saruman in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, he's uh, and th- Those are just recent things. I mean, he, I believe he's the original Dracula. Dracula. I mean, he did a lot of like monster movies when he was younger. Yeah, he was Dracula. He was Sherlock Holmes. He was... Um, he was uh Sherlock's brother. I can't fucking remember it now. Skippy Holmes. <laughs> yeah, if we don't it's know gonna names, kill me. we make him up. Yeah, he was Sherlock Holmes's brother, Morlin or something like that. And then he was also like, like go down the list. There, there used to be a meme, and I had it, and it listed out all of his famous roles that he played. But yeah, Count Dooku, Saruman. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes' brother, Sherlock Holmes' father, too. He played three, like, all of the different Sherlock Holmes characters. I mean, the guy is a legend in Hollywood. It's unfortunate that he passed away in 2015, but he was also, like, what people don't realize, too, is that when he was filming Star Wars, he was in his 90s, I oh, believe. Yeah. Like, he was I, I was honestly worried fuck. he would die. Yeah. And, and it's also why some of the sword fights look a little wonky. Yeah, like the episode three sword fight on the on the um, the CIS cruiser where he's defending the the you know captured Emperor Palpatine against Anakin and Obi Wan, like that was a body double that they just CGI'd his face onto, um, which is why it looks better than the fight between Mace and uh, and Palpatine at the end because in that fight they just zoomed in on those two guys' face faces and let them move around yeah, weird basically just t- dosey dough and you know do ring around the rosy yeah but no uh, no <laughs> for that fight they actually took a body double in and then put christopher christopher lee's face over him which is why it looks at least well choreographed um it so yeah looks wonky as hell it's like you it know is a this weird. guy basically can't move yeah it's like it's also really, like when Yoda fucking stumbles in with a cane and he's like, okay, I just shot up some fucking Jedi heroin. Here we go. Yeah. He's at like, least la, 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 la. like I could suspend my disbelief way more with the Yoda thing. Yeah, of course. He's a fully he's a CGI character. Puppet little green thing. That's like yeah. 10 inches tall. When 92 year old Christopher <laughs> Lee started spinning and like throwing people around, I was like, okay, this is a little bit much, but I'll, I'll, I'll do my best with it. I'll tell you what, though. I love that fucking curved lightsaber. Oh, man. I like, I, it's probably one of the best, one of the best hilts in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Just the elegance of it. Like you said, the curve. And it's like, it's so detailed and there's so, like, there's so much cool design put into it. It's got like that hook up at the top. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that's what I was going to point out. Like, 
even up towards the emitter, like there's this this like yeah this hook that comes off of it that that rides the side of the blade as it emits. I mean, it's really fucking cool. Um, I try not to be a, a lightsaber collector. I only have two right now. One of them is Kylo's. One of them's a custom. But it it becomes difficult to not buy these blades sometimes, especially from the high end shops like oh, the, dude, I, the I mean Force if I didn't Forum have and stuff like that my severe toy issue I would own a ton of hilts yeah they're just there's they're so fucking cool I, mean, like, I, have, I have like the master effect shit but whatever yeah. those aren't like the real hilts yeah exactly like there's the, the master effects are definitely fun they're definitely good to display hang on your wall and stuff like that but the problem is for most of them you can't remove the blades so your blades stuck in it and really, the only thing that you want is a is a highly detailed hilt, unless you're gonna go out there and like smack around with people. Yeah, and their so, hilts. I mean, at least the ones I was buying in the early 2000s are slightly thicker because of the battery packs than what yeah. a real hilt would be. Yeah. So if you like, I like I semi follow the the saber community and. It's pretty known out there. Like, if you take one-to-one replicas and then put them next to your master effects or anything like that, the the replicas, the one-to-one replicas, are significantly smaller. So, um, for those of you out there who want to get into like a saber collection or anything like that, you can check out websites like or Google Force Forum. There's a lot of incredible stuff on there. Um, uh, Solo's Hold is another top tier um designer and then if you're looking for more budget stuff but it's still good quality you can go to ultrasabers.com there's a lot of good stuff on there too um so yeah dooku now available in battlefront 2 for those of you out there still playing it and for or for those of you who are interested in getting into it it's pretty cheap now i think you can pick up a copy for like 20 bucks for any of the any of the systems ps4 xbox one or pc um, and all of this content is free. So make sure to go pick it up. Um, moving on to, I guess this would be the end of our fandom section and now moving into some ad hoc news and then ultimately towards the end, our episode nine section, we're going to talk a little bit about Star Wars Celebration 2019, people. And this week we got some pretty big news. We got We got the announcement of the featured guests and we also got the official Star Wars Celebration poster. So, Matt, do you want to introduce our guests to us? Yeah, so we got a few big names in here. Uh, I I believe there's probably still going to be other guests. I mean, we still haven't seen the likes of Hamill or Billy D. I can almost guarantee they're going to be there in some capacity, at least for the main Episode Nine panel that is guaranteed going to go down, and Nick and I guaranteed won't get in. Yep. Uh, but we got some some good names coming up there with the, the, the biggest one, the one I would love to see, meet, or listen to, and that's J.J. Abrams himself. Uh, he's bringing his boy Greggy, Greggy Groomberg, Snap, Snap uh, Dave Chapman, Ian McElhaney, Ori Shoshan, Paul Casey, and of course, everyone's favorite, Wookie, as R- Rito would say, or Rio, Wookie, Rio, Wookie. Wookie, sorry, I'm having one of those moments where a word sounds really <laughs> weird to you, and you just want to say it over and over. You just keep saying it, yeah. Wookie, <laughs> uh, Junis will be there. Junis, Ju- Junis Sutamo, who is the new Chewbacca actor, will be there. Yeah, as well. 
I think that's really cool. And, you know, Junis probably doesn't get as much love as some of these other actors do because he is in the suit all the time. And I think that there are just people out there that don't know who he is or that Peter Mayhew is not the one doing it anymore. But um, in the description on the post on StarWarsTime.net, I kind of break down, you know, when he became Chewbacca, which was a part-time gig for him at first in TFA. Because if you watch TFA, the the scenes where Chewbacca is not active, if he's just sitting down, uh, that's still Peter Mayhew in the suit. And then in the scenes where he's running around doing stuff like at Maz's castle when the fighting's going on, that's all Junis. And then he took over full-time duties in TLJ and then obviously again in Solo. And he will continue to be Chewbacca moving forward in uh, Episode Nine. And if he shows up in any other movies, yeah, I, I'd say he's, he's pretty there, much... But found his gig in life i mean outside of probably doing other roles where they need really tall people i mean he is chewbacca and, and nick mentioned solo if you own it check out there there's a featurette about him and and how he how his take on chewy and what he does to repair it's great i mean seeing him like dive around do the physical stuff mm-hmm. as chewy or just even as a very tall motherfucker it's, it's good to watch so yeah uh, i think he'll he'll be an interesting listen but like I said, Nick, I mean, the, the one I would personally want to listen to or just even stand next to and hope some of his pixie dust makes it onto my shoulders is J.J. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be really interesting seeing him there. And I mean, will he, like Ryan, the now hated Star Wars director <sighs> who was like, everyone loved him back at Star Wars Celebration 17. Uh, do you think he will make his way through the halls where people have been herded for almost a full day as they wait to listen to the Star Wars Episode Nine panel. Do you think he'll walk through and say hi to fans, give them a hot dog, some popcorn? I think, think he's so. Like, hey, you guys are fucking nuts. Leave me alone. I think so, because J.J. seems more magnanimous. Like, he, he seems like more of an outgoing personality than Ryan was. Ryan I don't know, man. Ryan reserved. was, like, all up in it last year. I mean, he, he spent, I think, almost an hour going through the line and, and, like, trying to talk to as many people as possible. Yeah, now if he tried to do that, people would be They'd throwing empty I mean, beer bottles at him. Yeah, like, it would be insane. But I don't know, dude. J.J. seems like the kind of... The, the kind of guy to do that like i think he would i think he you would know what's be funny out though back to ryan i honestly think as with most trolls if if they were face to face with him i bet they couldn't say a single word to him no of course I bet they not. couldn't do it they're they're keyboard warriors i, I bet all be they could to... do is say like oh hey ryan i really like your movies <laughs> like a little girl who's you know shy yeah yeah they, i guarantee they... it i guarantee 95 eight percent because i do think there's some psychos out there that probably would take pleasure in like fighting them yeah i think if they had a chance to sit down and and talk to him and and rail on him about his choices they wouldn't be able to do it no of course they wouldn't or they turn it down well one most of the people most of the quote-unquote people out there were fake they were bots accounts on twitter stuff like that thanks for reminding me (laughs) and then the few people that were out there that probably do have a legitimate gripe with him i don't think that anybody would ever be inflammatory to his face like they may be able to sit down and have a conversation and like say well like this is why i didn't like it that might be the most that they could do but it wouldn't be anything to the level of what they say behind their keyboards on their computer Uh, so yeah i don't anticipate that happening at all 
Um, the other, actually, there's one other big name that I want to point out that's that's coming to celebration this year, and it's Sam Witwer. And if you guys are familiar with uh, Darth Maul's character in the Clone Wars or in Rebels or even his voice in Solo, then you know who Sam Witwer is. He's the, he is the voice of, of Maul, and he's also the voice and the motion capture actor behind Starkiller in the Force Unleashed video games. Um, so this guy, he's been a huge Star Wars fan for most of his life. He got the opportunity to take on the role of Starkiller first, I believe, and then Darth Maul later. Um, and he's really like, he interacts with fans on Twitter. He shows his fandom through his Twitch streams. Um, so he's a really cool guy. And, you know, I, hopefully I'll be able to, to see a panel with him or, you know, maybe catch a picture with him on the floor. So if you're, if you're going to celebration this year, one, Matt and I will both be there. Um, two, don't plan on getting any of these panels unless you want to wait upwards of 18 to 20 hours, or if you bought the Jedi VIP. Yeah, which I really wish that I would have, but I, I think next time I'm I'm just gonna start doing it because even if we get media, you know, you still don't get access to shit. So yeah, just because they they're gonna give it to the people who paid two grand. <laughs> but the funny thing is, I think the Jedi VIP is like eight hundred bucks, and I believe it usually sells out within the first five or six hours of a celebration going live. Yeah, so you got to be on top of your shit because Star Wars fandom isn't necessarily poor people fandom. I'm rich t- people I like hope Star they Wars fix too. it, man. I hope it's different than it was in Orlando. Uh, I still believe Reed Pops involved, so I don't have high hopes. Just kiss any good panels goodbye. I mean, really kiss most panels goodbye unless you want to spend an inordinate amount of time in line. Yeah, so Matt and I will will likely be covering those via YouTube or something like that if we can't get in. But, yeah, I mean, it, this is going to be my first celebration. And Matt, Oh, like you've you never been to any? None. This oh, is my wow. first one. Well, so hey, you're you're sweet. the old hand. Like, you you went to Celebration 2, right? Yes. Like, I, I made it to 2 and 3 again. I know people are going, like, when those, those, those were for the prequels? This guy went to prequels? Yes. I've tried to explain my prequel journey to a lot of you. I, I was gung-ho about these. I mean, in 1990s, Matt, teen Matt, I mean, that was his life. And I remember when that, that I went to Monsters, Inc. or whatever just to watch the Phantom Menace trailer, and then I left. I mean, I did that for all of the prequel movies because even back then we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have trailers releasing online regularly. I mean, you had to wait for Apple trailers to do it, or you literally had to go buy a movie ticket and hope that you got the trailer before a movie you really didn't want to see. Um, so I, I was excited for the prequels at one point in time. Yeah, and I mean, you were excited so much so for Celebration 2 that you went in cosplay Trust, before that's the cosplay. Thing. 2002 was... <laughs> cosplay, and that, it was not a normal thing to do. Yeah. Like and I'm glad went... I did it. it was, it's still one of the most surreal moments of my life, walking out of the Indianapolis parking garage by the RCA Dome in full Jedi regalia and having like 20,000 people, it felt like staring at us like, holy shit, these guys are probably nuts, but that's pretty cool. I mean, families, take a picture, take a picture, take a picture. I mean, the, the line was so, dude, was wrapped around the arena to, to get in. And because we were decked out in our Jedi gear, we were like, hey, whatever. We just walked in the doors. People weren't saying a word. Yeah, they it's thought fantastic. you were like a part of the of the con. Like that, you, that's thought, crazy. You've never been. All right, well, 
Yeah. I honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Star Wars Celebration Two was one of the best cons I've ever been to, and I don't know if it's just a matter of the times. It was still new. It wasn't quite nuts yet. I mean, it was definitely busy. Uh, but they, I mean, dude, they they would have at night. They would host. You know, you, hey, let's watch these three movies just in a big theater with a bunch of fans. Bring your lightsabers. You know, be crazy. I mean, people would be like acting out, singing. It was just, it was fun. Or they'd have a room all day where it was just playing uh, the new cartoons coming up, something like that. So, uh, Orlando, just, I don't know if it was the venue, the management company, but it just sucked. It, it, it didn't feel like there was that much to see or do outside of the panels in the main floor. And the main floor is honestly something you can cover in about an hour or two. Uh, and then outside of that, you're just like, okay, do I wait? hours on end to see a panel or two or what so i don't know hopefully there's a little more free flowing shit going on some open rooms uh but i wouldn't get my hopes up yeah yeah so uh i'm excited to go for the first time i think you said like well you told me like this is the 20th anniversary the first one was 99 this is 2019 20th anniversary of celebration yep it's the last Skywalker saga movie that's going to be released ever, at least according to Disney. This is a pretty big one. And oh, it is. It's the biggest, too, because I don't believe they've ever had one run through a Monday. Yeah, it's like this uh, is even, even Thursday, the Thursday like preview day is kind of new. Yeah, like this is a this is a full on massive Star Wars experience. I'm excited as hell to go. I mean, just to see, like, even if we don't get into the panels, like, just to see some of the stuff on the floor, just to to be around and maybe catch a glimpse of, you know, Junis or JJ or Sam or any of the other, you know, featured guests that we mentioned, Greg Grunberg, Greg Proops, you know, Dave Chapman, all the rest of them, just to see these people, maybe catch, you know, a picture with one of them. And then also just to experience the fandom in a way that I haven't really been able to before. Uh, that's what I'm most excited for you is just to be immersed in a building full of like another 20, 30,000 Star Wars nuts. Yeah. And, and it's seeing like all the cosplay, the creativity, the Star Wars families. I mean, it, it, it's definitely you, you could definitely spend an hour just sitting still and, and, and people, people watching. watching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be an incredible experience. And But if, if, if we can get in, uh, the panels are fucking amazing. I mean, I, I made two the last one. Uh, I didn't get to see Hamels, uh, but I did get to see one that, that Warwick hosted. I love that guy. Uh, but it was with Ray Park. Fantastic. I mean, Ray was awesome. I mean, he was doing, like, he was recreating the scenes. He was bringing people up and having them do it. Uh, but he, he just, he was a good storyteller. Uh, the other one I got to see, I actually did get the invite from Disney, and that was the Star Wars Rebels where they announced that it was ending after Season 4. Then I actually got to go into the press huddle after that, which was pretty cool, where they were literally just like you'd see sitting at a table, and we'd be raising our hands asking questions. So yeah. uh, The panel is where it's at. It's just it's a nightmare. And, and like I said, unless you're, unless you're paying the play, you will be doing a lot of waiting in lines. Uh, and the, the Episode 9 panel, I guarantee it's going to happen. Hasn't been announced. It's going to happen. It'll probably be Friday morning. That one will require, I'd say, a minimum of 15 to 18 hour wait. Like God. sleeping over type of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the dedication of Star Wars I, I, and... I considered it the last time. That is like, no way. I, I, I'll kill people or myself. Like, yeah. I, and, I know myself and here's too the thing. well. 
like Matt and I, you know, Matt, you're going to be there with your family. I'm going with my girlfriend. So, you know, we also want to kind of experience the city of Chicago a little bit. I mean, I've never been there. I don't know if you've been to Chicago, oh, it's, but it's nice. You'll like it. I, yeah. I just I think the weather is going to be miserable. I'm holding out oh. hope that it's going to be maybe in the 40s, I hope. Yeah. But if, if it so. isn't, man, I mean, it, it's not called the Windy City for nothing. So Yeah. For sure. So, you know, I'm hoping to at least, you know, be able to catch a dinner or something like that and, you know, see some stuff around Chicago at night after the after the celebration floor is closed. But, you know, we'll see what happens. One thing I definitely want to snag when I'm there is a full size poster or a full size representation of the poster that was shown, you know, via or revealed via this post on StarWars.com. This poster looks incredible, dude. Did you? I mean, like, it has. Yeah, everything I, I really in it. like it. I mean, it's got like this. It almost looks like an illustration. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like a 3D print or anything. It's kind of has an old school feel to it, but on, on, and that's the Jedi symbol in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah. I have that tattoo on my arm. Okay, so <laughs> they got the Jedi symbol, which is essentially the rebels kind of played their symbol symbol off of that but on one side you got the light uh, with the major face being luke the other side you got the dark with the major face being vader and um and, uh, it's a great looking poster it's something i would definitely uh consider picking up and, and hanging up here i just like how they you know you got then obviously you have ray and kylo down there kind of mirroring each other yep uh, it's just it's just good looking art good look i'm a big fan of of, of art star wars art in particular yeah, 100%. I mean, if this I mean, my is entire where I do the cast, where I, you know, my I call it EBHQ, there is one bit of wall space left and that's reserved for the episode 9 poster, but literally it it almost looks like a restaurant. My walls are nothing but Star Wars posters. That's beautiful though. Like like you can hardly see any just beige wall. Yeah. Who who in there, you know, if I had the ability to do that, I would do that. And like what Star Wars fan in their right mind wouldn't want a room like that? That's just dedicated to Star Wars fandom front to back. Like, come on. That's yeah, got trend. my Ikea Delta shelf or whatever with all my Star Wars <laughs> figures in it and lights. I mean, it's a thing of beauty. I mean, you'd come down here and think that a five year old inhabits this basement, but who gives a shit? It makes me happy. Exactly. And that's all right, all man. Let, let's round it home with our only uh, episode nine morsel of the week, and who knows if it's even a morsel if it's just the master himself being a Joker. And obviously, we're talking about Mr. Mark Hamill. Yeah, who played the Joker and who also plays Luke Skywalker. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty clever with my words sometimes, people. Yeah, that was that was well played, well played. Um, but Mark. As we've said many times before on this podcast, is a master of the social media space. He's a master of words, and to you know, not today, but earlier this week on the twenty second, he took to Twitter to possibly, like Matt said, possibly drop us an episode nine nugget. And what this was based on is the fact that Adam Driver, his his cohort, his relative in the Force, aka Kylo Ren. Um, he got an Oscar nomination for his role in the Black Klansman, and he says, "Congratulations, Adam, on your well-deserved Oscar nomination. Playing a good man, only pretending to be evil. #Hashtag Just Saying. Now, yeah, it's the hashtag that kind of 
Yeah. Kind of gets the speculation wheels turning, right? Exactly. It, like, everybody knows Mark. Mark is... Mark's dropped some legitimate information on Twitter before. He's dropped some stuff, and he did it in a very sneaky way. And people are wondering now, is this another one of those instances? Is this an instance <laughs> of Hamill coming out and saying, like, hey, maybe there's a little bit here for you Star Wars fans? And and we've talked about this before on the podcast. You know, uh, Kylo's role is, is, is this guy is a redemption in his future. Is it? Is it something that we may see in episode nine? Is he going to die? Is he going to live? And and Mark is definitely playing games with us here with this tweet. Yeah. So, I mean, when when obviously I'm, I'm I keep my eye to the ground. I mean, I I'm someone that's been living on the on the web for almost nine years in, in the pop culture space. You know, trying to to dig up little web gems, little nuggets to share with you other geeks and nerds out there. So when I when this first came through, I mean, I got Hamill. He's in my my Hoot Sweet feed. So when this came up, I read it. I'm like, yeah, you could definitely interpret this as a as a wink wink about Ben Solo. But is it, or is it just Mark being a clever wordsmith social media share? So Nick, when you when you first read it, I mean, obviously I kind of spoiled it for you the way I framed it in the article. What did you think from it? I mean, do you think I was off base running that piece, or do you kind of pick up on Mark's little wink-wink? No, I mean, of course, anything I look at from Mark Hamill, I'm looking at through the lens of a Star Wars fan. So it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a political tweet. It could be a tweet about something completely not relevant to Star Wars. But I always look at it through the lens of a Star Wars fanatic, and when I read this, that was the first thing that I thought. I was like, oh, look, like he's giving us a hint. Is this a hint? Is, is he giving us something? Is he giving the Star Wars fans a piece of information about, about Kylo that we just don't know yet? So I don't think you were off base at all. Well, we, we, we kind of do know. I mean, if you, if you think about TFA especially, and even in TLJ, I mean, a lot— I'm not. I haven't been a huge fan of having to rewatch the, the eight Skywalker Star Star Wars movies over and over and over for the past two months. But what it has done is really kind of opened me up to just some of the dialogue in the in TFA and TLJ and how if you actually were listening and paying attention, a lot of stuff that fans are so upset about was explained. Was so explained. I mean, Kylo and TFA literally is so conflicted with trying to become evil that he sits down and has a powwow with his dead grandfather's melted helmet. Exactly. Uh, yeah. At the beginning of TLJ, Snoke chastises him. He's like, dude, you were so broken over killing your dad because you aren't full evil that you let a noob kick your ass. Yeah. He, yeah. And then he, if, at the end, he's like, bro, I connected you and Ray through the Force because I knew... I know how conflicted you are. I knew she would latch on to it, and I knew she would try to come and redeem you. So he, she, Snoke literally used his, his weakness, his affinity to the light yes. to, to bait in Rey to try to kill her. Like right, that so was... again, is Kylo a good man today? No. But is he a good man that thinks he needs to pretend to be evil? Now, I, I'm not saying, like, 
Kylo's been basically undercover for the resistance. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like he's actually doing what Adam Driver did in Black Klansman. I'm saying that deep down Kylo is a good man, but he feels because of Snoke poisoning him, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, you know, he he feels his dad abandoned him. He feels his uncle fucked him over. He he I get he he does have this need to pretend to be evil. Like yeah. I, I need to I need to do this. He's he needs to find a way. There are events in his life that has that have driven him down this path. Like you said. From the moment that he was uh, born, almost from when he was a small it's, child. Let's be honest, Han and Leia are shitty parents. They are. They're really bad parents because they they had way more important things in their mind that they needed to attend to than Ben. And I mean, Leia explains it in TFA talking to Han when they reunite briefly at the Resistance headquarters. Like, you know, she says that he had been manipulated by Snoke from a young age and she also said that you know they both of them wanted to do their own things yeah. like she was she admitted they gave invested. up on or like yeah. I sh- she said I never should have t- just gave him the Luke yeah that's where that's where we off. lost him that's exactly what she says yeah she sent him off to Uncle Luke in the Jedi Academy and essentially gave up on her own son which is something that still haunts Leia. I mean, like you could see it, you could feel and, it. And between she she those fully gives up on him in eight. Finally, when Shadow Luke shows up, she's like, "I get it. I thought I could get him. I know he's lost." But yeah. Luke reminds her, "No one's ever truly lost." So there's yep. another. I mean, there's still the opening. And and Nick and I have, have talked about it. So I, I do believe, and I know Nick believes it. I think we kind of disagree potentially on how it's going to get there, but. It, this movement going on, and you know, Nick mentioned it when we were talking about Cam's poster. But the first time I saw it was in Mark's post when I was reading the comments to see how people reacted to it. And, you know, some people were like, "Damn it, Mark, you spoiled the movie." Others were like, "Awesome." Uh, but then I started seeing this Ben Demption hashtag. And let's be real, I, I don't think it's Nick and I really going out on a limb saying that Kylo's probably going to be redeemed. I mean, as much as as much as Ryan did in TLJ to, to kind of reset some of the tropes for the Skywalker saga to move forward, you know, to get away from the Skywalker shadow, I, I still think Episode Nine is going to follow the path of the new trilogy just as the previous two movies have. I mean, you got to remember, TLJ is fucking new Empire. Yeah, there's a lot of mirroring same empire shit, within people. that movie. Like, <laughs> literally, if, the if good guys are so. left with their fucking tails between their legs, and they're on the ropes. Yeah, exactly. They got so, to it a little differently, but it's there's the same a very good thing. chance the big bad is going to see the errors of his way in the end and fucking do the right thing and be redeemed. Yeah, whether like like you said, Matt, like we're kind of in a small disagreement. And here's the thing. I don't disagree with you that it is likely that he dies. I just don't want him to. Like, I, I don't want this character to die. In my, in my opinion, when Vader died at the end of 6, his arc was complete. Like, his, we, we had seen the entirety of his oh, yeah. arc. I mean, he was, also, he was much older than Kylo. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was Kylo's in his, in his 30s at this yeah, point. Yeah, and if you just look at, like, Vader was physically degraded to a point to where he... he there was no way that his physical form he, could last he, anymore. He hasn't wanted to be alive since, you know, he lost the high ground. 
Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I mean, the only yeah. thing that kept them alive was getting revenge on people. Exactly. Whereas I think with Ben, there's so much left for his character. Like his story doesn't need to end there. There's if, if there is a redemption moment for him, there's so much more for him to do. I mean, I guess it depends on the events of episode nine and exactly well, we, how we, it breaks out. We've talked out, about but... it, right? We, we've talked about how this can go down. I believe narratively, a good narrative at least, the only way Kylo can be redeemed and live is if it happens within the first hour, hour 15 of episode nine, and they figure out that Hux has been a mole essentially helping the resistance kind of get caught up and, and back and maybe getting some victories against the first order only to undermine Kylo and then eventually rain hell on the resistance. So, uh, you know, we, we talked about, well, may, that's how it could work without him dying. You yeah. know, maybe Kylo sees it, that Hux played him and he's going to kill Leia or he kills Leia. And that's what wakes Kylo up. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, narratively, I just don't know how he survives being redeemed and it making that much sense. Yeah, I agree with you that if they try to save the redemption moment for the end, like if him and Ray are just how... fighting and she she talks him into being good, I'm, I'm just like what? Yeah, if that's how it if that's how it wraps, like similar to how Vader, you know, was redeemed at the very end of Return, then there it would be poor storytelling because essentially what you're doing is you're setting up a third act for a character and not following up on it. So if he, if he's redeemed at the end and he lives and we're led right. to believe like, that he okay, does something else, then like neat. we want to see that. So they, I agree. I agree that they need to do it correctly, but I, or they like surprise a, us all. And like the Yuzan bong come in at the end and it's like a fucking cliffhanger. And they're like, surprise bitches. This is what fucking DB and David are working on. 10, 11, 12. Here we go. And then, then people are like, fuck you, Disney. We hate you. We're not going to go and boycott the movies. Dude. If, if Yuzan Vong come in episode nine, I'd lose my shit right there. Like I just, but, I mean, I, who, I doubt that happened, but, I think you understand what I'm saying. I think the yeah. only way Kylo just kind of says, all right, I'm going to stop trying to annihilate the resistance is if a bigger threat comes in or he's threatened or his mother is taken from him. Cause yeah. as we said, he still has light in him. I mean, look again, TLJ, he could not do it. Yeah. He, he couldn't. He, I mean, he didn't prevent his wingman from doing it, but he could not do it himself. I also don't think that like he knew the, like he, he was so focused on that moment that he didn't even realize the ships were coming over. No, not at all. He was lost. I mean, it was a well shot scene. You could tell he was deeply conflicted emotionally. Yeah. And he ultimately decides, you know, trigger fingers off. Yeah. And then, then and you can see it as, as the, the, the proton bomb or torpedoes come by, he almost like wakes up from the little trance he was in. Yeah. So Leia knows it's coming too. I mean, it's again, a great shot scene, but Hey, can't say anything good about TLJ. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know, dude. This is my favorite character in the in the new trilogy. People can say whatever they want. I love Ray. I love her as a character. I love the mystery behind her, and I also love the growth of that character over the first two movies that we've seen. But to me, Kylo's the, the depth of Kylo's character and just the the intricacy of his background and and the the current conflict within the movies that we're seeing now is so well written throughout TFA and TLJ that 
I want to see more of him. Ky- Kylo's arc is essentially what Anakin should have been. Yeah, I mean, like we're a well-written Anakin younger, arc. younger, very highly skilled person in the Force making the horrible decisions to make him evil, where we didn't really get to see that outside of killing a few fucking sand people. Yeah, exactly. Like, th- there was so much that led to Ben's fall. Like, seeing and in he's TLJ... I mean, we talk, I mean, he loves being evil. Yeah, and Vader he embraced basically compromise. Anakin compromised himself as a person to try and get something easy to become evil. Yeah, Kylo and, wanted to be evil. I mean, rightfully so. Like we see it in TLJ. Like his uncle tried to kill him, but he was already in evil his sleep. before that. I mean, it, that is made very clear. Luke says, "I saw in and knew he was lost." Should Luke have done what he did? Absolutely not. It just made matters worse. But Luke already knew it was toast. Like, Kylo was fucked going to Luke's Academy. That See, was like, the last-ditch effort. I mean, Leia, that, Leia, she was like, I can't fix him. Maybe Grandmaster Homeboy can. And that's why Luke was in there. He's like, no, it's done. I See, but Snoke I think at the end... Go, listen to the quotes, man. Listen no, I heard Luke it. says. I heard it. I heard the quotes, but I also think at the end, when he clearly apologizes to him, I think he admits that... He, he did wrong and that he still had a shot like he, there that was not like I, what I he think he was admitting him. that pulling out that saber was the wrong thing to do I, I don't think he's admitting that I could have fixed you I think I think that he was I think that he he essentially takes the fall like he takes the blame for the predicament that he's in now so uh, that's fine. I mean, he's basically doing the Obi Wan Kenobi thing. Like, oh, I'll take all the blame. Where it's bullshit. I mean, the, the 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 character themselves makes the decision, not the fucking master. I don't know the the situations that he was in. Like the the decisions that he was led to were based off of the actions of the people around him. Like, you can't like if like you said earlier. Like if he if Leia doesn't just give him away to Luke, does that change Kylo's fate? Does that change? Ben's yeah, fate was, enough to where Snoke he doesn't. Snoke was already in his head even before that. Like yeah, Snoke I, has been in his kid's head since he was like ten. I, I I know, but I just don't think that that means like if 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 Snoke's in his head, that doesn't automatically mean that he's going to turn into a fucking dark side force. I, I'm like, gonna, it's not, I'll, I'll leave it at this. I'm going to trust the last Jedi, the last great Jedi, in his abilities with the Force to tell if someone's fucked or not with the dark side. And he clearly said Kylo was fucked. I don't know. But then also Grandmaster Yoda comes back and says, you've been an idiot for a while. Like, you've always looked at things and you've always think that you always think that it can't be fixed or you always think that if you mess something up, then nothing can fix it. And that's the point that Yoda made to him. Like, there's more than just what you see in front of your yeah, face. I and took that more as like the way he handled Ray. I mean, I think it, it definitely applies to that, but I also think that it, that it can apply to Kylo too. Like those two characters are, are they're, well, they're okay, so well, intertwined. That, if Yoda, if that was his mentality, then why did he give up on Anakin? Then why did Yoda give up on Anakin? Right. I mean, if Yoda feels like, Hey man, duh, nothing's ever set in stone why didn't they try to fix anakin well i think that's him also pointing out his own flaws like he clearly recognizes that the mistake that you, that luke made is the same mistake that he made with anakin 
but it's not. Anakin was not evil. But he point. was let again, like the the he he the was situation. letting Sidious kind of you know tell him what he wanted to hear. Yeah, but, but Sidious was not like in his head, like dark side, dark side, dark side. They didn't even know he was dark side until the last second. Well, what the I mean now with the comic reveal, we knew that this kid was essentially gonna be a Sith Lord, no matter what. Like he was conceived by a Sith Lord. By I the don't dark think side it wasn't. I mean, he didn't. He didn't know he would be a Sith Lord. I mean, he and I still don't like that change, but he did it ultimately to fuck with the Jedi. I also, yeah, but he wouldn't have done it to fuck with the Jedi. I mean, well, you're talking about Sidious, but I Sidious think that- could not have known that Anakin would have made the choice he made. All he could have known is I need to do this and put him in these situations to hopefully get him into my way of thinking. Yeah, but it was the decisions that the Jedi Council made that led him that way too. If he was complete, like if the Jedi council would have made him a master, if the Jedi council would have given him every, like all of the guidance that he needed and he didn't feel, he didn't feel slighted because of the events that we saw in the clone wars and because of the stuff that we saw in the movies to a lesser degree. I don't think it would have been that easy. Like the fall wouldn't have come like that or at all. Like he felt like he had been betrayed by the Jedi and he felt that, he was that he was being held back by them yeah, but because why of the he, decisions. Why that did he, he made. ultimately turn? Okay, like if we're gonna follow the movies, then yeah, he ultimately well, what the fuck turned. What else because are we gonna he, follow? He, we gonna make up our felt, own canon? I'd love he, to. He felt like the his wife was gonna be saved by, you know, exactly. by this by this power. But I that's do why think Anakin that, turned to the dark side. Kylo turned to it just because he wants that fucking raw evil power. And it's the easiest way to get it, the quickest way to get it. I mean, I guess I, I like I disagree because I think that a lot of a lot of it comes down to the circumstances that he was put in because of the people around him. And if different decisions had been made, then his life would have turned out very differently. And I feel the same thing, same way about Anakin. Like Anakin's Anakin's fall was heavily precipitated by the way that the Jedi Council treated him, and like even like. Even so much so that, you know, he felt he felt secluded even within his own order that he couldn't even talk to the people about the, the situations that he was going through. Like, I, I just feel like there was a lot that could have happened yeah, differently. We didn't know that. That's just because the movies fucking sucked and he didn't take the time to write those type of scenes. Yeah. Yeah. But agree, agree to disagree, because I, I do think that. Like Anakin and like both of these characters. Yo, I'm, I'm the Sith Kylo. in this partnership, so I only deal in absolutes, homeboy. You're right. That's true. That's true. But I I do believe that that given different circumstances around these two characters, both Anakin and Ben, that they that things could have gone differently. But that's it. That's all. Yeah, I got. but I mean, we could say that about you and me too. I mean, we could about anybody. I still it's think. True. Ben Solo is a bad seed versus Anakin Skywalker. That that's I my mean, fundamental argument that Ben Solo is a more evil person than Anakin was. Anakin I don't think ever wanted to be evil. He did it because he got scammed and thought that he could save those he loves. You're right. Ben, he, uh, from what we know, Ben did it because he wanted to. He yeah he embraced the darkness. That's a fundamental difference between those two characters. Yeah, he embraced the darkness where Anakin did it because he Anakin thought he had didn't. to, 
Ben did it because he wanted to. Exactly. And to yeah. me, that I agree makes him a darker person. I agree with you on that. But I don't think that either one of them were destined, I guess you would say, like neither one of them were destined to become uh, a dark side force user, you know, anything like that. Like they they became the way that they are because of the decisions of the people around them. If they were, if if circumstances were slightly different, if a, if a different decision was made, then those both of those characters were easily redeemable, or you know, just don't follow that path. All right, I, I think one character that we could say doesn't matter where they were. That's Sheev. Sheev to me is one of the most evil fuckers. He is in Star blood Wars. evil. Yes, <laughs> like, day one, like he he had this plan to rule the galaxy. Yeah, and he followed it through to a T and fucking made and it happen. And he's not like a he's not a fallen Jedi. I mean, he literally he knew what he wanted and he went for it. Yeah. He, he's yeah. probably one of the best Sith of all time. Still. 100%. Like he's the only one to be able to take it through to fruition to to control the galaxy. Like even right. Snoke can't say that because well, again, they're when not Sith, died, right? Yeah, they're not Sith, quote unquote. I mean, I don't know. I guess they're never going to have, like, a title or anything They're like definitely that. not Sith. I don't know what we were going to call them. But we're also trying to say they're not Jedi, even though Luke says there's... I'm not the last Jedi. So... <laughs> like... And then the camera flashes right to Rey. Yeah, I mean... Floating up a bunch of fucking rocks. <laughs> like... Right. Let's go. Come on. Let's let's get real here, people. But, um... But, yeah, man. I mean, this, this tweet, we went on a journey there. But, uh, this tweet... I don't know, man. I think... I think Mark's playing games. I think he's playing games, but I think that, they're yeah, also yeah could maybe be playing a, games. But honestly, I, I still think it's something that that's probably going to be happen. That's probably yeah. going to happen. If it doesn't, I'd be fucking shocked, and that'd probably be great. But I just have a feeling this guy is is just because of how closely he's tied to Ray, and, and like her mission, the last one, and by the end she shuts him out again. She realizes, yeah, he's fucking gone. Yeah, like I tried. Luke was right in the end. I tried to turn him, didn't happen. I thought we did it when we were fighting, but that was basically him just using me to to get more power. Uh, so fuck him. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I still think in the end he's gonna come out and uh, save her from something. Yeah, just like Vader saved his son from I think so. certain I think, death. I think you're right. I think you're right. So. All right, well, um, we didn't think we had a lot, but as Nick and I tend to do, we turned a, what is it? It was like a molehill into a mountain, something like that. that, Yeah, it's usually a mountain into a molehill if you're talking about the other way around, but we literally had a molehill worth of topics today, and we talked for an hour and a half. So thank you for your time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, if you could be privy to our pre-show talks, we're like, oh, man. Uh, you think we'll go an hour it's like in the back of my head i'm like what are we even talking about now we we could have one fucking thing and turn it into an hour and a half yeah pretty easily especially if you get nick and i talking about the merits of how evil skywalkers can get (laughs) i know that that always seems to 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 be the the big yeah it's like one thing we we can't just be all hunky-dory on (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why whatever we like our bad guys i guess yeah, yeah. They're so cuz the villains in Star Wars are so well done. Like OT Vader, fantastic. 
new slightly, Kylo. slightly ruined by the prequels. Uh, it, yeah. I'll never see him the same again, but it, it's gotten better. I, I can even almost tolerate the no in Jedi now. So, yeah, you know, it and then made infinitely better by the Clone Wars TV series. And then, I mean, I think Kylo Ren, as he's portrayed so far in this prequel trilogy, is just one of the most well-executed villains in the sci-fi. No, I, I do. I can't wait for like, nine because I want to get more like solo Kylo, like him, yeah. him doing stuff on his own, going out on maybe a mission, this, that, or the other thing. Yeah, nobody's pulling his strings. Right, because really up until now, he's been a an, an errand boy or we've really only seen him interact with Ray or Hux. I mean, I want to see him like controlling the Knights of Ren maybe. Or divisions of the First Order. I mean, I want to see him in that, in the supreme leader role. I mean, is he plopped on the throne wearing some gold threads? I don't know, but hopefully we'll find out soon. I mean, at this point, that trail ain't dropping until Celebration, people. Um, I think we'll be, we'll probably get the title prior to Celebration, uh, but the trailer market. It's going to drop Friday Celebration. You can almost take it to the bank. The only other time I could see it coming out, Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, that's it. that's the only other option. But it's on CBS. So I don't know if ABC is going to throw ad money at them. You never know. Who knows? Who knows? All right, well, you'll know when we know because that's what we do. We bring you Star Wars hand-delivered with a bow. So you can figure out all the news you need to be concerned with from each week. As well as just some random shit that you may not even be thinking about. Which we talk about now in our our fandom segment of the Star Wars Time Show. Uh, So until next time, my friends, please just let that force be with you. Always. (laughs) 